0: So I started in it was January second, two thousand eight, and at that time I was above. Do you know where PTO Malley's is on yes. Abbott and Grand River? Mm-hmm. I was up there in like a two hundred square foot small space, right next to Retro Duck. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was there for about a year, and a friend of mine asked if I wanted to share a space and he did vintage vintage clothing at the time and it was called scavenger hunt and that was right down by uh, campus corner right now. Um, and I did that things were going great. And then I had to move again, (laughs) but at that point I got my own spot right on division, uh, right next to the big color ramp. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: was there for, for a while actually I was out there for nine years and um rent was the thing that kind of made us move out of East Lansing it was pretty East Lansing I love it but it's really hard to do business uh with rent and things like that out there um the student population is only there certain times of the year so summertime It's extremely slow. Um, So I had to make a decision, and that had to be, I had to move somewhere else. And uh, it ended up being Rio Town, where I'm at now. Mm -hmm.
1: Would you say you still get a lot of like the younger student population where you are now, especially with like that thrift store being there and there's Mm -hmm. all those other little shops where you are?
0: Yeah, I do get a lot of students coming in, um, more so now than ever. I think with, um, social media, um, and other ways to get our message out there, we do get a lot of the kids coming in. So that's, that's a great thing.
1: Yeah. But Annie also said, um, that you guys attract a lot of like the older crowd who want to come in and be nostalgic.
0: We get a lot of that, a lot of that too, um. People like my age and older, they're in there, they they're kind of going down memory lane, but they're also um, buying back like their old stereo system. You know, they're buying that from us, too, and um, they're kind of getting the whole family involved in record collecting. Um, After COVID, I wasn't sure how things were going to end up uh we were closed for four months but when i opened back up it was almost like the record business just kind of exploded um mm-hmm. being home i guess kind of got people into different doing different things you know getting into music as a family um just finding all sorts of different ways to uh kind of relax and
1: unwind yeah and speaking of customers Annie told me that you actually have a personal relationship with a lot of your customers. and There are regulars that you know very personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's kind of the cool thing about our shop. We um, we don't like meddle in people's business or anything, but we get people in maybe twice a week sometimes. And um, when they come in that many times, you really get to know them Um pretty well and you kind of get to know their family through them and um we just like people to feel comfortable and it ease when they come in looking for their records um you know people have that mentality of uh like high fidelity when you go in a record shop people just kind of ignore you and you know could care less what you want and that's not the way i on it you know I want to be involved in it and I, I don't want people to look at me and think oh you're a, a snobby record store owner or anything like that so we we like people to feel comfortable when they come in
1: yeah and going back to the startup of your business um Annie did tell me that you started during 2008 which was of course the recession oh, well, the what heck? were some challenges you faced with that
0: Um, you know, the biggest challenge was, um, not getting the whole vinyl collection and, you know, together, but it was, um, because of the location, it was really hard to find us. Um, you had to kind of get in through a weird door on Abbott and we were kind of in between these other weird office buildings. And it was just, that was a struggle. And at that time, East Lansing didn't, um, allow you to put a sign out in front either. Mm -hmm. So it it was pretty hard to get people to come up there. And it was kind of a weird uh, situation. Once you did get up there, you weren't sure what was going on. So that that was the hardest thing for me to to get through that first year.
1: Mm -hmm. Did you ever have any specific scary moments where you thought, oh, maybe I won't make it as a business?
0: quite a few times. Um, you know, during that time, yeah, I didn't know where, where it was going to go, where I was going to end up or how long I was going to be doing it. Um, everybody kept saying, well, you got to give it five years and, you know, say if something doesn't jump off by five years, then you might want to look at doing something else. And, um, I, kind of kept going and going and it seems like every spot we went to we were getting bigger and getting more of a a customer base going so I stuck with it um I wasn't sure after I left East Lansing if I was going to keep going um I was kind of at that crossroads where should I just do this at home over the internet and just lose the brick and mortar or keep going and doing it and um, the people that were coming in kept saying, no, you got to keep it going, keep it going. So that's what I did. And it's just, it turned out to be pretty successful um, in the long run.
1: I, I also heard from Bill. Bill was the first person I met um, at your store. I just came in one day because I'm a record collector myself. And yeah. Told me that you are actually the only female record store owner in Michigan, or the only sole I, female record store. Owner. Yeah, I'm,
0: yeah, that's, I'm it right now. But a friend of mine, Della, uh, she lives in Grand Haven. Mm. She's going to open a store next year in April, and it's going to be called Della Soul Records. And um, she's not only a woman based; she's a black woman owned business. So it's going to be Really cool to have her kind of in that with me. And um I got something in the mail today from a girl that wants to open a shop in Ohio. So I keep getting a lot of messages and little letters from women that do want to do this. And um I, I think it's awesome. I love it.
1: Where'd you say tell kind of us?
0: I think. It's in Grand Haven right now. Um, she's just posting on Instagram. And it's going to be kind of more just towards the hip hop and soul um, genres, but uh, it's going to be cool and never last. So she's going to open an on record store day next year.
1: So what would you say the community of record store owners is like?
0: You know, I know quite a few of them, and a lot, it's a lot of men. It's always been kind of a, a guys' club type thing. And um, I know the two guys that have the store out there in East Lansing, Flat Black and Circular. They're good guys, but they're also those kind of people that when you walk in, they don't say hi they're, they're just different. There's a different vibe going on. And I find that in a lot of places that I go to, um, my kids live in New York city and there's some cool shops there, but they're very, they're kind of snobby. They don't pay attention to people. They, I, I just, I, I'm not into that. And, um, I just, I think now, um, you know, people with the internet and social media, people don't like that anymore. They want you know good customer service and they want to be you know kind of paid attention to and turned on to something new. you know, they don't want to just come in the shop, browse and leave. Um, so I, I just kind of want to change in that way.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. I don't know if that answered the question. I kind oh, get totally. off the tangent sometimes. <laughs> so. How do you connect with those um, other record store owners? There
0: is a Facebook page, and it's for independent record store owners. So I kind of hop on there maybe twice a week just to see what people are doing. Um, in just the year's time, there's been about three or four new ple- people that are opening shops. So um the community is getting larger and larger and mm-hmm. this is the bad thing is uh, record the pressing plants are really hard, far behind right now and pressing vinyl so there's a lot of things out there that we would love to have but they just can't get to it fa- you know fast enough so mm-hmm.
1: what are some goals you have for your business
0: you know, I've achieved a lot of them. You know, I came. It'll be 15 years on the 2nd of January. That's a huge goal. I, I really didn't think I'd get past five, to be honest. And um, you know, I I just want to take it to a place that I can be proud of. Um, the people that worked for me, I'm I couldn't be. I'm over the moon with the people that work for me. Um, I mean, they hold the store down when I'm not there. And the customers really like them too. Um, but I just want to maintain what I have now and just kind of keep reaching out and bringing new things in just to give it a try. Um, we want to have more bands come in and play as well. Have more shows going since we've got the space um so that that would be probably the key just just having more things coming in
1: so you're looking to get more like live music at events and stuff within your store
0: right absolutely I just figure with the extra space it would give you know local people that are have bands to come in and play where they couldn't normally play anywhere before
1: yeah, I heard about um Record Store Day that you guys have and you have live music there.
0: Yeah, so that uh is next Friday on Black Friday and actually tonight I'll be posting everything that I've got coming in so people know beforehand. Um cuz they have to stand in line usually before, you know, before I open up to get what they want. Um it's kind of a one of those things, they don't let us have people prepay. You have to, you can't, you've got to give everybody a, uh, an even chance, I guess, at getting what they want. And that was the only way they came up with. So it's a lot of fun, too. And we've got a couple people coming in playing acoustic, and I've got a DJ coming in as well. Yeah,
1: that sounds like a fun time. Um, What do you want people to know about your business?
0: You know, um, I don't know, just that, you know, I've worked hard all these years to make the shop what I consider a good, well-rounded shop. You know, we've got, you know, I try to have everybody like, say, Billy Joel. Okay. I like to have every Billy Joel record in there or, you know. All of that stuff. And I like to have a lot of new stuff coming in. So if there's something I don't have and somebody asks me, I I try to get that in for them. You know, it might be a lot of things I've not heard of, but I've got so many outlets that I can uh, order from that. I know I can get it from somebody. So I'm always looking for suggestions, too. Awesome.
1: Um and he also let me know that there are a couple women within Michigan who own record stores with their husbands. But you are mm-hmm. the only one who's doing it on her own. Have you ever right. had any help from everybody? Anybody like assisting? Well,
0: this? when I first when I first opened, it was with a partner. Um, it was a friend of mine named Mark Voldak, and he was there um, for three months. He went to Vegas with his girlfriend, came back married. And so at that time, he just said, you know, now that I'm married, I'm going to have to kind of pursue something that pays. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, sure, but if it's good with you, I'm going to keep it going. And that's just what I did. So and so far, he's been my only partner. I have kind of liked it that way. Um, you can kind of do what you want to do. And if it fails, it's on you. It's not really on anybody else, but I I don't know. I've always, um, held the people that work for me in high regard. You know, I always take what they tell me, um, to heart and really try to do what they suggest or what they, you know, Hey, if you want to do something, why don't you try this or that? So, I I learned a lot from them for sure. Do
1: you have any words for somebody who might want to start a business, especially if they're all on their own? Yeah.
0: Well, uh, make sure you, you you know, have a business plan for sure. Now when Mark and I started, we did not. (laughs) Um, So when we did it, we just kind of um, played it by ear seeing what worked, what didn't work. Um, But You know, totally have what you want to do in front of you and kind of go by that plan. And um, it's not going to go exactly to it, but, you know, try to follow your heart and um, do what you think is right and what you think is going to work, too. But there's a lot you got to do with a record shop. You got to find out stock. And, you know, when we were doing it, there was a lot out there. Final hadn't even really blown back up yet so we were get, I, like Michael Jackson Thriller at that time I had so many of them they were in my dollar bin. and now you can't find them so it, a lot has changed in that many years so good stock is uh, another thing you really have to to look for um the guy that helps me most besides my husband was um a guy named Herm. He owns Vertigo Records in Grand Rapids, and he was the one that told me different distributors to go through and uh, how to get new stuff in. He he just was an immense help help for me, and I think everybody needs that.
1: Yeah, um, I don't really have any more questions. Is there anything you would like to tell me about your business or um, anything about yourself? Um.
0: Not really. I mean, I'm an open book pretty much. Um, I've got a great family. And if it weren't for them being behind me that whole time, I, I would have never made it through this at all. Um, had a lot of people behind me telling me you got to keep going, you got to keep going, you can't give up. So you really you, you need that in your life, for sure. And I think if you've got um, you know, great friends, great family, they can get you through pretty much anything. So. Oh,
1: well, Annie also did tell me that you are from Lansing.
0: I am. I'm actually from, uh, the south side of Lansing. I went to Everett, same school Magic Johnson went to. Um, yeah, I'm a long,
1: long time Lansing resident,
0: born in well, I don't... What's that?
1: What made you want to stay and like start your business here? Um, We, when I got married right out of high school,
0: my husband was going into the military. So for me to go, uh, we had to be married. And so I got married in 82. We came back in 86 and I got my job back. It was called Warehouse Records at the time. And it was right where Starbucks is in East Lansing right now. And um, it was a huge place, and I was there for a really long time, so I learned a lot from that. Um, I think I'm getting off track here. What was the question? Yeah,
1: that's really interesting. I was just wondering what your background was, like being an Eastland oh, native, and what made you stay here. But.
0: It was. We had been gone for quite a while before we came back, and um, I had done a lot of things. Sorry, my dogs right here. <laughs> Um, and I, I wanted, I thought East Lansing would have been awesome just because of the student population out there. And it was, it was great. And, um, I don't know, I learned a lot from the record shops that I worked for, you know, all that time. So if it wasn't for working at those shops, I don't think I would have ever opened one down on my own at all so yeah
1: it's been a blast it's a lot of work but a blast